Hey everyone, wanna let everyone know some classes that we have coming up. We're gonna be at the TACOPS Tactical Conference in Nashville, August 22nd to the 25th. If you're gonna be there, make sure you come up, say hi, and attend the class. We've also teamed up with the Savage Training Group to teach our patrol survival tactics class that's gonna be hosted by the Santa Clara Police Department September 18th of this year. Go to savagetraininggroup.com and get signed up before the seats sell out. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. We are coming to you live remote from California all the way to Utah to get on board with Ted from Fit Responder. Ted, how's it going, dude? Thanks for carving out some time to be with us and do this podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, things are great. Appreciate you guys having me. Let's get to it. Absolutely. Hey, do me a favor, man. Um, I'm going to toss the ball to your court. Tell everybody uh, who you are, your background as a police officer, what you're doing now for the law enforcement community, and how you got started in this career and what you're, how you got started in doing what you're doing now with Fit Responder. Yeah, thanks for sure. So, hey, everyone, my name is Ted, and... Uh, I was a deputy for 11 years in Southern California, Ventura County. Uh, I met my wife at that department. She's also a deputy. Uh, and now, that, geez, that was, uh, when was that? So I met her in 2014. Um, and now we have four kids together. Um, moved to Utah, you know, in between that time, uh, you know, I worked a lot of different assignments. Uh, and Fit Responder was kind of started on accident in a way. Uh, so Fit Responder is the business, the company, the program that I own now. Uh, my wife started it together. My wife and I started it together in 2017. So hmm. um, kind of how that got started is, you know, I, I got out of shape myself, which is funny because I started as a personal trainer in, in, when I was 18 years old. Uh, but at 24, you know, with a few years on the job as a cop, I was 40 pounds overweight. I had high blood pressure and, uh, which was kind of embarrassing, right? With my background, why am I fat? <laughs> why am I <laughs> struggling? Um, so, you know, my, when I met my wife, she actually kind of pointed out a lot of things I was doing wrong and things I could do better. Um, she's very much into fitness as well. Also a personal trainer. Um, and she really helped me out quite a bit getting myself in shape. Uh, and you know, I actually worked with a few fitness coaches and I just kind of combined those pieces to really just develop a good strategy. So I started sharing that at work. I mean, people kind of saw that Emily and I were, were fit and with kids and full time. So, you know, people would ask, Hey, how do you guys do it? I mean, you know, give us the secret. So we started coaching people just kind of for fun and that just grew and grew and, and the popularity grew. Cause when people get in shape, you know, it's like, how'd you do that? Oh, you know, talk to Ted and Emily, they helped me out. So, I mean, long story short, the the amount of clients we started getting just kept piling in, and I'm like, you know, hey, we could do this as a business. This this could be something we could do, you know. And uh, you know, here we are. I retired from law enforcement two years ago. Um, Fit Responder is a team of over 40 people now. Wow. And oh, um, yeah, a lot of people don't realize that when they just look yeah. the social media. Yeah. Um, and we have, we have clients all over the country. We've helped thousands of people. Um, it's, it's, it's amazing. Every day I wake up going, how the heck did this happen? So, yeah. Dang, dude. I will we'll circle back to your social media. Cause that's how, that's how we found you and saw you 
Um, you're putting out a lot of funny, funny, humorous content about about cops, uh, which a lot, there's a lot of people out there that do that, I think. And it's pretty, pretty corny usually. Right. Um, sure. I think you're yeah, I think the way you guys are the way you're doing it is is pretty, pretty damn funny. Yeah. Uh, plus, you got that freaking huge mustache going on for you. So you've got like the mustache thing and Mark's got this huge beard. You're kind uh, of leave in the it middle. at that. You're yeah. in the middle right now. Yeah, I have like stubble. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so Mark but, and I both have ridiculous facial hair. That's what we have in common. Yeah, so I was. Mark. Yeah, I was trying to be nice about it, but yeah, to Mark. Okay. But anyways, um, <laughs> hey. So when you were a cop, <clears throat> what year did you start in law enforcement? 2010. Okay, and then what? Uh, what assignments did you? I'm assuming you probably worked in the jail if you were if you were at the sheriff's department. Is that how that works? Yep, that's right. So. For the first five and a half years, custody worked. There's different assignments within that too, so did some different things there, and then went to <clears throat> went to patrol, um, did some different assignments with that. Um, then I was uh, a detective, um, mostly fraud and forgery cases, and then burglary cases. Okay. I was on the marijuana eradication team, where you hike around in the mountains and cut down the illegal uh, cartel yeah. grows and all that. That was yeah, fun. Done that. Right on. Yeah, that's that's some good exercise right there. Um, yeah, it is. And then, let's see, the last thing I ended up with, I got promoted to senior deputy. I, I worked, uh, they put you back in the jails when you promote. Um, and then I got an assignment at the academy where, you know, I was on the use of force cadre, uh, arresting control and teaching some classes there. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of where I finished up in my career. Okay, cool. So then when you're fit responder or I'm sorry, but like when your nutrition, uh, fitness stuff took off, that's when you kind of decided to scale back and decided to retire and then go full time with that. Yeah. So kind of an interesting story there because, so we, we had a handful of clients. It was just Emily and I, um, and shortly after promoting and getting a really cool assignment, I snapped my ankle at work like real bad. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was bad enough that I went back to work light duty, but then it was swelling and there was all these complications. So I had to lay on a couch for like a week with my foot propped up. And I was like, what, you know, I'm bored here. I should, you know, let me just focus more on, on fit responder and social media and reaching out to people. And that's when I just saw the, it really started to take off. And that's kind of the first time where I went, wait, this could be, this could be something I do full time. So yeah, I mean, eventually, um, you know, just got big enough where I told my wife, I'm like, why don't I, why don't we just quit? I'm just going to quit. <laughs> let's, yeah. let's do this. Cause it's, it's really the thing I'm most passionate about. So. Dang. It's funny. Cause you're, well, your story is pretty similar, Mark, as far as, well, you know, you took your medical because your injury, but it's funny cause cops, cops and your cops don't think that there's anything outside of law enforcement for you to do as a, either a business or be an entrepreneur or whatever. Cause you get so like engrossed in the career, right? It's like all you focus on. And then, I mean, I, I've kind of got a taste of that outside of law enforcement, just doing this and then, you know, doing trainings and stuff that we do and traveling, which is cool. But a lot of guys have a lot to offer out there that do other things other than being a cop. And, and we're real big on pushing guys to be entrepreneurs. And if you have a different skill set, like there's a whole, I guess what I'm trying to say is there's a whole other life outside of being a cop. And for some guys, you know, they take full advantage of that and, and girls and they go do other things. And Mark, you've said it where now that you're doing another career outside of law enforcement, you're like, it's just like a life you never thought was even possible. Yeah. It's probably the same as you, Ted. You, you look at how much time you spend at work as a, as an officer or first responder, and then you're trying to build another career. And then as soon as you're no longer a first responder, you could put that much effort into your career just to grow it. 
Oh, absolutely. And yeah, I had the same kind of thoughts, like what would I do without this career? <laughs> you know, like what, yeah. what are, what other alternatives are there? And there are, you know, benefits like the pay was pretty dang uh, decent yeah. as a SoCal cop and the benefits. Um, but like, you know, the, the key to success for me and what I tell people often is like, don't necessarily focus on, Hey, what is the most profitable thing to do? Or what are other people doing? What do you love to do? What do you yeah. really enjoy? And what are you passionate about? Yeah. And maybe what are you good at? Because that's the stuff that you're just like inherently going to try hardest in because you want to mm-hmm. do it. You know, and yeah. as you said, you, if you spend <laughs> right, those 12, 18 hour shifts, if you spent uh, half that on your own time working on your craft or something that could be a service or a product, I think a lot of people out there listening, you probably have some talent, something you can offer and start it as a side gig. You can start mm-hmm. it small, help a couple people out to sort of test it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I like it, man. I mean, and we're not, I'm, I'm, look, I'm not sitting here telling all cops, quit your job and then go do something. Like, I'm not saying <laughs> Don't that. Do right. Don't say that. Yeah. But if it works out for you, then it works out for you. That's awesome. Hey, I want to talk about your social media, man, because that's, like I said, that's how we found you. Uh, you put out some really good stuff. You put out funny stuff, but then you're also putting out very educational stuff when it comes to nutrition and stuff like that. And I like how you're, you're offering that, you know, free to people. Uh, even the little things like on your Instagram stories, like your meals of the day, right? Like I, I actually pay attention to some of that. <clears throat> so, so how did how did the social media thing kick off for you? I mean, what what got you to start? I'm assuming your social media probably kicked off when you started throwing out all those funny videos. Uh, people were like, someone sent me one of your workout, funny workout videos. And I'm like, what? I thought it was just a, you know, probably some other goofy cop, whatever. And then, and then yeah. there was like, there's actually some validity to it. I'm like, dude, this is actually pretty damn funny. Um, so that's how I started following you and found you. But like, what, what got you to, to start doing that? Well, thanks. And, you know, when I first started, it's because I, I had online coaches that, that I met or came across through Instagram, right? So I went, well, as I'm trying to get more clients and, and, and what's great about online coaching is you can work with someone across the country, right? It's not necessarily something yeah. that needs to be local. Yeah. That's when I started uh, the page and I thought, well, I can, you know, I can do everything you said. I can provide value and, and helpful stuff for people who just need some tips who maybe aren't interested in coaching um, and my following grew pretty slowly, but then, yeah, uh, you know, what's funny is just within the last two months, it more than doubled. I went from like 30,000 followers on Instagram to 70,000 just because of those kind of reels that went sort of viral. I had yeah. a few videos that had four, four to five million plus views. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's cool. I mean, that's the transparent strategy <laughs> in a way is post funny stuff that people enjoy that gets <laughs> eyeballs on my stuff. Like, it, you know, hey, I'm going to share this funny reel, right? Uh, but then people look closer and they're like, oh, like actually there's some helpful tips on this page. Oh, it's about fitness. Let me click the link in bio. Oh, they, they have a program where they help first responders get fit. So, I mean, that's really what it is all about. For It's not just, I'm not trying to just get attention or get the likes on Instagram. I'm not trying to be Instagram famous. That's for sure. And, and not not saying I am. That's not not my intent. My intent is just to reach more people who, who need help. Yeah. Well, we've learned that social media is huge, you know, to try to grow, grow your business. So any way you can do that is, is, uh, you're always going to get a leg up when you, with social media and, and having clients throughout the country now, what is something that, that somebody that is not in Utah, if they want some help and focus, what is something, how do they reach out to you? And then, then how do you provide that service? Not in person. 
Yeah, so I try to make it as easy as possible. I mean, people can just message me on Instagram and I'll reply. Uh, Facebook, we have a free Facebook group, which has a ton of tips, info, free guides. Um, that's all in the link in my Instagram bio. So that's at fit.responder. You can just check out our website too, fitresponder.com. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, just Google us. Google Fit Responder Reviews. We, we have a lot of five-star reviews. So it, um, as far as answering your question, what do we do as far as providing a service? I found that with, with good coaching, like if people really want great results, it, it needs to be a pretty custom process in the sense that everybody's goals, lifestyles, needs, challenges, whatever, it, it's all different, right? So it is not a one-size-fits-all process. There's a lot of apps or programs out there. It's like, hey, this is the diet you must eat. This is the workout. Everyone does it. Um, but that just doesn't meet people where they're at. And with fitness, you got to meet someone where they're at, right? Person A is going to have a different approach and things they need to do than person B. So with our program, it's like, uh, it gets very detailed. We connect with people one-on-one. -on -one. What are your challenges? What are your goals? What are your preferences, your schedule, your equipment availability? And we design custom nutrition and training programs, one-on-one -on -one accountability, there's a community behind it. I mean, there's a lot. I think when people join the Fit Responder program, it's a common response is there's there's so much here. So not to just I'm not trying to sell. I'm telling you that uh, yeah. you know I, I think a very comprehensive process is best for fitness. When most people have just tried like a diet, right? Yeah. I'm just going to try this diet. My friend told me about. Or I'm just going to try this supplement. But you know, I think attacking it from all angles in the best ways that I know of tends to have the best results. Yeah. When, it's hard. You talk about it being personal for each person. I get that. And that makes a lot of sense. But is there something kind of general with, with how many clients you've had and how long you've been doing this? Is there something general that you've noticed between law enforcement, the fire department and like paramedics? Is there anything, do they fit into certain categories? Is it all general what their goals are? Yeah. Firefighters wait for us when they call. And no, then, no, 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 <laughs> not, not, not like literal. No, not, not oh. like law enforcement as in okay. fitness. When they contact you like, Hey, I'm a, I'm a, I work for the fire department or I work for law enforcement or I'm a, a paramedic and I work in an ambulance. Is there any commonalities that you see in any of that? Well, I, I mean, the commonalities a lot of times is I'm short on time. Right. And then yeah, although the, that's the, everyone's excuse. Yeah, sure. It, it is. But then, you know, I think a lot of people give up. Oh, I, you know, I only have 20 minutes, three times a week. What's that going to do? Well, it could do a lot. Right. Um, and, and the thing is there are big differences too. Like a firefighter might go, Hey, you know, what we often eat together as a group, as, as partners. Um, and then it's hard for me in, in our rig and our setup for me to carry a lunch bag. So people might need different approaches. Um, but yeah, I, I find that like, there are more efficient ways to train, for example. So like if you are going to work out for only 20 minutes, these are the exercises you ought to do. So I, I guess in that sense, if I'm answering your question correct here, there's some commonalities that work, right? There's some strategies that tend to work well. Like if you're short on time, do these things. If you need to eat with your buddies as a group, let's focus on these types of approaches. But then, yeah, individually it may differ because you might have one person who's like, I love to cook, I love to meal prep, give me lots of those types of options. You might have another who's like, I'm on the go with my family a lot and I travel, give me lots of those types of options. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Do you, do you find, I, I always think that like people, when you try to get people to, to start doing meal prepping and like stuff like that, I feel, I always feel like that's where people fall short. I mean, yeah. they do it at first and then they, they realize that it, it's a lot of work. Yeah, it's meal hard. Prep. 
I mean, I always feel like people kind of fall off the wagon with the meal prepping. prepping yeah. And, and honestly, I think it's because they just haven't found the right routine with it as, as well. Like the analogy I use is, you know, cutting your lawn with a pair of scissors could be very arduous and time consuming and frustrating. Yeah. You'll give up on it. But if you had a riding lawnmower, you're like, hey, there's some challenge that comes with it, but I can get it done. And I think a lot of people, uh, you know, put too much on meal prep, like trying to overcomplicate it or make difficult meals. When honestly, meal prep could consist of let me grab this pre-made cooked item that I bought from my fridge and this wrapped snack or this protein bar from my pantry and throw it in a bag and walk out the door. That could be yeah. meal prep, right? That's so point. does meal prep necessarily mean you cook for two hours after chopping up and washing all the veggies and all that crap? No, it could mean that, but not necessarily. Yeah. So like yeah. that's, those are some of the strategies that I like to teach clients. Like, Hey, do you want to eat good food that tastes good? And you want to make it easy and convenient? Let's, let's approach it with this angle. Does that makes sense. That's a, that's a really yeah. good point. I meal prep on Sundays and it's takes a lot of time, but I never even, that never even blew. I mean, it blew my mind with like Dude, the Ted just blew your mind. It did. With a simple analogy, don't cut your grass. Twice, once with that mustache. And then also yeah. with that analogy, but yeah, food <laughs> prepping, I guess that, that's a really good, good perspective. Walk us through the steps of making these social media videos that you, that you make. I mean, that has got to look, social media is a beast, dude. Like it yeah. takes a lot of time. And then to make these videos and you're, you're very consistent with, with, you know, videos. I mean, like walk us through one of your videos that have gone viral. I mean, what, what are you putting into that? And like, what, where do you come up with these, these ideas? You know, I, I guess I'm fortunate because I will literally just be sitting there doing nothing and I'll just go, that would be funny. And stuff just <laughs> literally just stuff pops in my head, you know? Um, so that's kind of what goes into it. Like I'll, I'll, I'll be working out and I'll think about a video and I'll, I'll <laughs> do a voice note to myself. I'll say, Hey, remind me to make a correctional officer workout gag, you know? And then I'll, I'll just go back to that reminder later. Um, and I am, you know, I think a lot of my success in a lot of different categories has to do with consistency. I wake up early, uh, even though I, I still make my own hours, I wake up early, I go train, I go home and I work and I love to work. I love, I love, I think it's fulfilling to be productive and to help others. So it's not hard for me, um, to fit, to fit these things in because like I, I don't, I'm weird. I don't like just playing video games and doing, yeah. if I'm doing something that's not moving the needle forward in some category, it literally gives me anxiety. So I, yeah, I'm kind of tangent going on a tangent here, but like no, social no, media good. stuff, I'll just kind of come up with the idea. I'll set a reminder on my phone and I'll film myself it myself. And I think, I guess what's helpful is that when I was a kid, my buddies and I used to make just funny, stupid videos and we'd film each other. So I'm, I think that helps because I'm not uncomfortable in front of a camera or filming myself. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, and my kids love it. Like the, some of the videos that went viral involve my kids. Somebody commented, they're like, oh, how do you force your kids to do this for Instagram likes? I'm like, well, first of all, my kids love it. They were cracking up hysterically. They're like, when are we going to film another video? Let's do it yeah. again. Let's do it. You know, so. Like anyway. there's some kid slave driver. Yeah, it's fun with your dad. You're having a good time. Right. I mean, you guys can relate to this. Isn't it crazy on social media, the amount of just negative, mean yeah. haters that are out yeah. there that, that obviously have nothing better to do. It's just yeah. It's wild. Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah, well, yeah, we get we get some pretty harsh, harsh, uh, you know, just just people that just hate cops in general, I think. And yes. th really, like, there's not even, 
any content behind what they're, they're even saying. They're just going to spew hate because A, they can, and B, they just don't like cops. So we'll get it sometimes on our YouTube channel. Um, you know, some people will say some pretty wild shit on there. You're like, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah, we just ignore it. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Like I just don't even, we don't feed into it and, yeah. and we just ignore it, you know, and pe- look, and I don't delete them. Like if you want to say it, say it, I don't give a shit. It's free speech, but, um, yeah, there's always going to be haters out there. I always think like if you have haters, then you're probably doing something right. But absolutely. And, and I'll pro- I could probably speak for you as well. Overwhelmingly way more positive than anything ever negative. Absolutely. By, by far. Yep. Yes. Uh, no, that's uh, true. With all the, your, your business stuff going on, Ted, what's your next adventure? What's the next step? Oh man. It just, there's just exciting stuff happening. Like the, the thing is, I, I assume only 2% of first responders in America know about us. I mean, probably less. Oh, yeah. Than, you know, so I think it's just getting visibility out there. So I am going to start working on some YouTube stuff. And that that's much more time consuming from my angle already than <laughs> yeah. a, a minute long reel that you can make for Instagram. Like yeah. a YouTube polished YouTube video is so time consuming. So that is kind of the next adventure. But my ultimate goal with Fit Responder I want when when people hear the name Fit Responder, whether that's two years from now or ten years from now, they go, "Oh, that's that's that business, that company, that program that has changed uh, fitness for first responders quite a bit, like like department stuff and and you know getting it really out there to, to help first responders." Because think about what is the support currently for first responders when it comes to fitness. So we're as a professions or when it comes to professions in America, first responders are some of the most obese. People, yeah, which yeah. is crazy, right? Um, it should be the opposite. And there's not a ton of support. Programs have, or departments have what? Like sometimes a wellness program, which might have questionably knowledgeable people helping out. And it's, yeah, yeah. It, it's shoddy. And, and, but but yeah. the job does more harm than good to our fitness with the stress and the work hours and the sedentary and the injuries and everything else. So anyways, that's my goal is, First responders need the help. They need to improve their fitness and health. And I, I, I'm going to just keep pushing until we can help as many people as possible. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Mark and I are very fortunate. We get to travel all over the country, go train at police departments all over. Um, man, we would like to help you out. And, and maybe we could pitch your, if you're cool with it, start pitching your, your program, Fit Responder, you know, when we, yeah. when we teach our classes. I mean, we get to get our voice in front of a lot of cops. And so... Uh, I think it'd be cool if, if uh, we could do that for you and, you know, maybe help you out and help you grow. Of course. That'd be amazing. hundred percent. We should definitely, uh-huh. I mean, I guess off air, talk more details on that, but that sounds great. Yeah, for yeah. sure, man. Um, well, Hey, I, I really appreciate what you're doing for the community. You know, we, we all do this. Uh, you know, we invest our own time and, and a lot of money in, in doing this podcast and our YouTube channel and a lot of other stuff for, to just to make the law enforcement community better. Cause obviously we could agree that it, it needs it. And so, you know, I appreciate that you're taking your time, your money, your effort, you know, anything that you can do to make the law enforcement community better, uh, or all first responders really, I mean, you're helping everybody. Um, you know, thank you for, for doing that. Yeah. Likewise, my man, hundred percent. This is a community that needs, that needs help. And what's tough, right? Is that first responders are tasked to be the one that helps everybody else. And, uh, you know, just handle it and be the lone wolf or whatever. So I think a lot of first responders have too much pride or maybe are embarrassed to admit they need help. So, like, if you're out there and, and you're listening to this and if you have 
If you're struggling mentally, if you have mental health issues, let's say, if you're struggling physically, you're not taking your care of yourself well enough, you're obviously not going to be able to take care of those you serve to the best of your capacity, yourself, your family. So, like, I think uh, as a community of first responders, we all should accept support. You accept backup at work when you need help. So, you know, when it comes to being off the job and if you're struggling, like I said, when it comes to your mental or physical health or anything else going on in life, seek help. It is out there. You just got to look. It's out there. Yeah. Yeah. And in in our job too, you know, it's like when these veteran guys leave or gals, when they leave the job, there has to be somebody to replace that knowledge. And so uh, I do think it's important too for for people like us that that did the job for a while and, and you got some level of experience to give back, you know, what you learned. Because otherwise, like, if we don't do it, then who's going to do it? And, you know, it's just like a constant, ever-revolving door. Yeah, 100%. So you're doing good work with some humor with it, which is pretty awesome. So we can't wait to watch you grow. Oh, thanks, man. That means a lot. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, and I would say don't ever stop the humor thing, but I'm pretty sure you've got that dialed in. So, yeah. And good luck with the YouTube thing, man. That's a uh, – YouTube is a whole – yeah, that's a whole different beast. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. Well, the trouble, the difficulty is how uh, the the Instagram and Facebook uh, people, everything's too offensive. You know, I post stuff and it, oh, your accounts, are, you can't message people for seven days. Or you can't, I've been getting yeah, hit so with these. Stupid. So dumb. Yeah. And for stuff that I, is not that offensive, but it is, maybe there's some bias to it. They don't, I don't know what Instagram doesn't like, but maybe it's sort of my right leaning or, or, yeah. conservative views or like the things I post that are, Oh, I'm shaming people. I don't know, but it's, it sucks that uh, I'm trying to be funny, but I'm going to offend somebody out there, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. We get it too. We get it. We'll, we'll put in a lot of time on a YouTube video. Like we've, we've been doing a lot of like body cam breakdown videos, yeah. which there's a lot of value to that stuff. Like, and all we're trying to do is just put it out there. So, so people can learn from it. And YouTube is the worst because they'll, like age restrict or whatever your video. And then when they do that, it's just like, it won't plug it into the algorithm. And so then nobody's going to watch your video. So then you got to like, it's so frustrating because you got to go back, you know, you got to start like edit the most microscopic things just to get it to pass YouTube's guidelines because they don't like it. Right. So and all is- while knowing that there's other channels that are posting stuff that's yeah worse for young eyes to see for sure. Oh. For sure. But, oh, it's yeah. not a, it's not police, you know, it's not police activity and, and oh, you know. Yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah. So it's frustrating. So that, that that's going to be a hurdle that you'll, that you'll have to, to overcome, but you'll figure it out. Um, yeah. Well, Ted, I know, I know you got to go, man. I know you got kids and, and a family to go to attend to. So um, thanks for plugging in a little bit of your time. We, we really do appreciate it. I know you wanted to kick this off at like 6 a.m., but we're not that <laughs> dedicated. So Ted's like, Ted's like, get your asses up and be fucking here, ready to go at six. And I'm like, I was like, dude, I can't do that. That's, that's too early. Yeah. That's early for Kyle. He's, this is early right now. Mark can do it. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Yeah, We were supposed to meet, we were supposed to meet 10 minutes early to do the burpees and neither of you guys showed up. So I don't know what the deal with that is. Well, I was, I was on my way, but somebody sitting to my right kind of messed up. I did. There's a time change difference that most people know about in America. I forgot to tell him. And this fucking guy shows up late and then just walks in here and starts hitting buttons and then kills our internet. I'm like, late. Dude. I was here two minutes prior <laughs> to our time, to our start time, but Kyle forgot that there's an hour difference. Yeah, that's so. my bad. That's a full <laughs> 120 <laughs> seconds right there. That's big. Yeah, yeah it is. You're gonna <laughs> so, owe, you're gonna owe it in the gym. Yeah. Well, you're doing awesome stuff, man. That's a rad mustache. Keep it going. Keep posting videos. 
Thanks Thank, for spending time with us, man. Thanks, guys. Likewise, love your stuff. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Ted. Appreciate you, man. Right on. We'll talk to you later, man. Yep. Talk later. Thanks, guys. All right, See everybody. You. Ted from Fit Responder.